What's up, everybody? It's Chad. I'm back again with another episode of Ask Chad Grassy Logic. We're here with a special episode because I'm here with another veteran. Um, thank you for coming down, by the way, from El Paso. That was I a long drive. Six, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. I got yours. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a veteran uh, kind of based episode for a little bit. We're going to talk about some veteran stuff. It's great. I'm a veteran myself, as some of you guys know. Some of you don't. Yes, I, I was in the Army from 2008 till about 2011-12. Um, got out and went to school and, you know, started doing advocacy stuff about a couple years after that. So, you know, just kind of continued on. <laughs> hey, that, when, when you got out, there's, there was a lot of possibilities. And right now, there's a lot of possibilities for veterans. Yeah. Um, generations before yeah. we didn't have as much but i think everything's coming along with you know uh with the va and being yeah. a veteran and yeah so and you know still fighting for vets you know like you know I, I really try to focus my fights for the veterans you know it's the reason why i'm here thank you sure. uh, yeah thank you and, and by the way why don't you introduce yourself to everybody um hello my name is victor corral um i'm from el paso texas i'm a combat veteran i was a combat engineer uh, for the army, cool. Um, I served from 2002 to 2006, and then I did my national guard national guard time from 07 to 2010. Yeah, and then I also did civil service. Oh, cool! So you worked on base for a bit. Uh, yeah. yes. Yeah, I I I was a, a quality assurance evaluator. And uh, I make sure that uh, clinics and hospitals were in the best conditions for veterans. You know, <laughs> you hey man, when you when you're fighting, the you know the, the least you the littlest fight, things can help. Yeah, is, yeah. You know, when, when when you go to a hospital, or let's say uh, a, a veteran comes back, you know, because the wife is delivering in, yeah. in one of our military installations, so. I was the guy, you know, that made sure that those rooms were clean, in perfect conditions for them to, to you know, just go on and, and, and make sure they're good. Awesome. Well, you know what? Thank you for your service, man. You know, I appreciate that. You know? Thanks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you're here and, you know, glad you came back because, you know, we know how that goes with the whole whole deployment thing. <laughs> oh, yes. No, uh, yeah, um, I made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, for those of you watching, if you're a veteran, you know, thank you for your service as well, too. I know it's not Veterans Day or anything, but, you know, I appreciate y'all as well. You know, I I personally know the struggle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, man. yeah, you know, I, I get it. So, um, and the reason why I use cannabis is, you know, for PTSD um, because of the combat PTSD and everything. So, um, that's something I don't share all the time. But, you know, here in the state, actually, uh, PTSD is one of the highest um, reasons why people have medical cannabis cards. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, it's the highest percentage. And then there's a lot of stigmas and stereotypes behind, you know, um, what cannabis can do for veterans. Mm -hmm. and, you know, not, not a lot of research because you still schedule one drug yeah. and uh, the conversations on the table as to when is it going to be open, you know, for us to receive cannabis as a medicine. Yeah. Uh, so here we are, you know, having that conversation. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of, well, let's talk about cannabis because that's the reason why we're here today. We yes, want to talk sir. about the veterans, but I also want to highlight who you guys are trying to help veterans. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about cannabis? Yes, uh, cannabis is a story uh, um, of, you know, resiliency. Uh, it's a story of, of um, veterans that... Um, have been taking a lot of pills and won a 
best option, uh, you know, for medicine. Mm -hmm. um, how I, you know, came up with the idea is because um, me as a veteran, you know, a couple of years ago, cannabis was still very stigmatized and illegal. Yeah. You know, back then, oh it still is but back then it was it was it was very scary because you know um this medicine could put you in jail just for trying to heal yourself yeah so you know I, I, one day i was like I, I don't even like to call cannabis marijuana yeah, I, I like to either. call yeah. it cannabis. Yeah, that's what it's named. So, so yeah, yeah, and um, one day I was, I was just, you know, um, smoking, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, man, I wonder if there's a lot of veterans like myself, you mm. know, that you know just want legal cannabis to be available, uh, medicinal cannabis to be there and ready. Uh, whenever you, you know, need it. And that's when I came out with the uh, word cannabis. Yeah, it's a cool and, name, by the way. You know, because <laughs> I was like, <clears throat> there's a lot of veterans that uh, use cannabis for medicine. A lot of us. And there's a lot of us that are, can identify with all the stigmas and traumas. Yeah. You know, that, that, um, happen to a lot of veterans uh, everybody has a different story you know but um as veterans we're all connected mm -hmm. and you know there's a, been a lot of movements throughout the, the united states now with involving veterans and passing laws and you know uh us raising our voice because you know uh, we already did our time we already fought for our country and, you know, we came back and we have our issues, you know, health issues. Mm -hmm. We have our traumas. It can be all kinds of traumas. It can include even sexual trauma, you know, yeah. sexual harassment. And, 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 and there's a lot of things that happen in the military that we deal in it. And when we get out in my time, you know, uh, like I was telling you, when I came back from deployment, I was given three months, and I, then I was I was out. I was on my own, so yeah. I was like, oh, wow, you know, um, I suffered from traumatic brain injuries, and, you know, I just, I just need, for, in, with traumatic brain injuries, the, there's a lot of nerve pain, so. Yeah. So did um, you get hit with an IED? Uh, I got hit. With uh, an ID and also head concussions. Okay. You know, working in the motor pool and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, so when you deal with uh, traumatic brain injuries, sometimes, you know, the migrants are so bad, man, yeah, that yeah. you just want to take your head off. Yeah. And all my buddies that, you know, that went through the same thing, they, they explained the same exact thing. You know? Yeah. And it's it, it, something it, that we need to talk, be able to talk about, you know, like and put out there for other veterans to talk about. So thank you for talking about it in the first place, you know, because um, not, not everybody really wants to or can, but that the conversation needs to happen. And, you know, this is the first step. Yes. So, so you know, the cannabis 
that was the the idea but then uh i was like we, we need something that represents us as you know uh, veterans that consume cannabis mm -hmm. medically recreationally mm -hmm. or you know just pretty much um defend the the idea that cannabis has healing properties and healing benefits you know uh there's a lot of us that are not you know don't have scientific degrees or we're not medical doctors but yeah. we know it helps us yeah you know and throughout the time now we have medical doctors saying yeah cannabis is good for for veterans so for me it's good for traumatic brain injuries mm -hmm. and it helps a lot with my nerve pain uh it alleviates you know chronic pain um because not just you know the injuries that with it you know there's training injuries that go with it too you know we, we rucked a lot back then you know we carried we rucked a lot of weight um and i'm sure you went through the same thing oh yeah of course yeah. I, I was a i was a um combat engineer but i was also a bridge crew member and mm -hmm. we built bridges for the infantry and pretty much everybody so yeah all those parts were extremely heavy you know yeah. and if you guys don't know if you've seen the movies those big floating things that the military goes across that's what he's talking about these to the throw those out there and yeah yeah, yeah. And, um so if you guys aren't, aren't aware for the people who aren't you know military savvy that's that's what he's talking about and you know they're they're not easy <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. And then I, uh, my first duty station was in South Korea, you know. So South Korea gets really, really, really cold. Yeah. So um, uh, um, I was hit with a cold weather injury, mm -hmm. hypothermia and stuff oh, wow, like that. Yeah. So, you know, um, with the time, the body, you know, it takes its, you know, uh, uh, the military takes its toll yeah. on the body and quickly get uh, a lot of aches and pains. And for me, being in, in South Korea also, um, you know, I, I got sick from my stomach. So mm -hmm. I cannot take pills. Yeah. It, 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 it makes me like it, it irritates my stomach. It makes me uh, very ill. Yeah. So I'm very sensitive. And, you know, and when the, the VA is constantly giving you pills for every single thing you have, um, sometimes that's not the option. You yeah. know, it's not optional. So cannabis is, you know, has many forms now. Mm -hmm. It can be consumed, you know, uh, burning it. Mm -hmm. uh, candies, gummies. And especially the time that you served, you know, the VA was really on a, you know, just throw pills at it kind of kick, you know, like, you know, just fix it with the pills, fix it with the bottle. Um, yes. You know, that, that's kind of like, you know, essentially what we were told. Because even when I was in the Army, when I was starting to deal with um, PTSD, I was, a, I was an interrogator. So, you know, I had a top secret clearance and they told me that they would have to take my clearance if they found that I had PTSD. So at the time, the military wasn't helping us at all. So I can only imagine how it was back in 2002 when, you know, PTSD was something that wasn't even really fathomed. I think they even still called it, you know, shell shock back then from like World War II. You know? Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, it took like about 
probably like nine years for the VA to catch up on traumatic brain injuries. Yeah, you know that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, I was one of the first one in in El Paso, Texas, to get a functional MRI. Because, you know, the thing is, like, there's a lot of veteran, veterans that seem functional, but, you know, there's a lot of hidden injuries yeah. that people cannot see. Like, for me, I stutter because of traumatic brain injuries. Yeah. And, you know, if someone looks at me sometimes, they're like, he's perfect perfectly normal yeah but in reality you know the the true story is that i got tvi i got you know um back injuries i got that one um major uh, depression disorders i have um knee problems you know Oh, it's a cocktail, a combination of a lot of stuff. And now, you know how the VA agree on the uh, burn pit benefits yeah. and all that yeah. stuff? Yeah, I signed up for that. Yeah. I mean, come on. We, we were burning all kinds of chemicals and materials yeah. and organic and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You know? Hard Who drives. Knows? We even burnt hard drives a couple times. You know, like I'm sure that's not good for you. Oh, no. <laughs> tires yeah, tires, yeah, that was common. JPA, yeah. that was that was the igniter. So you know, and then you and know, then the particles in the air in the area where we we're at was like the worst in the country because I was over in um, I was at Cobb Spiker, so over in um, Saladin okay. um, is where I was, you know, near Tikrit. Yeah, so yeah, like the particles in there, I guess, were terrible. You know, like because you know they they would just burn oil, you know, from the wells. And I remember uh, riding in the chopper, you know, one time and you know seeing it down there and. My dad told me about it because my dad was in the Gulf. Okay. Um, and so um, he told me about the pits. And like, hey, be careful, son. Yeah, yeah you know, you're going to see these pits. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I, we fly through Iraq. And we're going over to Kirkuk. And I was like, oh, he wasn't lying. This <laughs> just burning, burning the wells, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no regulations for anything, man. You know, no. like in, in my case, I was uh, uh, near Al Qaim. Mm -hmm. And near Al Qaim, uh, there's a, a concrete uh, factory or a cement factory. That thing was fuming every single day. Yeah. 24 hours a day. Yeah. 24-7. Yeah. So with that plus the burn pits, you know, you, you, you have a cocktail of a lot of stuff. So yeah. cannabis, in my medical uh, experience, it makes me functional. Yeah. You know, uh, there's other vets that have other things, but in my opinion, it makes me functional. I know there's a lot of other vets that also choose can medical cannabis because of the same reasons. Yeah. You know, they can, they can uh, just deal with life. Yeah. Uh, and don't have to go through a lot of pain. Yeah. You know, and just be social. Because sometimes when you have mental... Um, illnesses you want to be away from people yeah. like in my case it's really hard to be in large crowds man oh yeah i get you on that one you know yeah, yeah. but then with this thing I, that was one of the things like one of my fears because because for two years i had like cannabis 
just hidden from the world, man. Yeah. And, you know, until one day I, I gave a patch to a bartender. And he was like, oh, that's a cool patch, man. You know, what's the story behind Cannabis? I, I'm a combat veteran, you know, and and, and I, I can explain it if, if you want. Of course. To. Yeah, um, that's what we're here for. So um, the patch has, if you guys can see it, it has five sores. And combined, they make a cannabis leaf. Yeah, yeah. Each sore represents a branch of the military. You know, army. Is, our, is that army right there? Exactly. <laughs> you control the ground, man. <laughs> you know, Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps, Coast Guard. Yeah. Uh, at the time when we came out with this, the Space Force wasn't a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you're gonna have to update it at some point. Now. Yeah, at some point it has course, to. Yeah. It's gonna have to grow, uh, and have the six, the uh, sword, and, and that'll be the the, the space force. And, and then, um, the purple circle. This represents the the healing process that we have to go through. Uh, as veterans to heal from all kinds of traumas, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, like I mentioned, um, battle wounds, battle traumas, PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, sexual traumas, yeah. um, you name it. Mm -hmm. You know, the I got your six, that's a military thing, a veteran thing that yeah. means I got your back. Yeah. That's a veteran. You you know, you can come and talk to me and and and, and I can understand what you're coming from, you know, and I can relate with you and give you positive advice, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh because there's a lot of veterans committing suicide nowadays and 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 we don't want that. We we don't need that. You know, you just gotta talk to somebody. You know, it could be another veteran, it could be family member it can be a brother sister uncle grandpa yeah you know just talk to somebody yeah and, and reach out you guys can even reach out to me you know exactly. I'm, I'm on there all the time so if any vets are on there you guys just need to talk hit me up i'm, I'm not afraid to talk to you guys too there so, yeah you know, man, there's man. an open invite um and then the 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 cannabis um the the lettering you know how in the military we stenciled everything. God, we I hated stenciled that so everything. Much. <laughs> yeah, you know, rucksacks, everything. I still have vehicles. a bunch of a bags, dude. That have uh, everything on there. Twenty fifth ID, my last yeah. four, you know, the whole nine yards. Even yeah, the yeah. stencil, right? Yeah, all stenciled. Yeah, all stenciled, sprayed, all that whole nine yards. Yeah. And, and so you know that's the idea behind it. And then we have two red stars. Mm -hmm. The red stars it symbolizes. The blood we shed in combat so people can consume cannabis freely, you know, mm -hmm. uh, in, the, in the United States where it's legal. Yeah. You know, because we're still fighting, but, but you know, now there's a lot, of, uh, a lot more citizens that can consume cannabis and they don't have to worry about it. Yeah. But me, I live in a state like Texas, El Paso, you know, uh, we have... Sunland Park right there, and then El Paso. Yeah. Two different cities that are pretty much connected to mm -hmm. each other. And there's veterans that go to El Paso VA. Yeah, I have to go there all the time. You know, yeah. uh, and, and from Cruces. So 
if you you gotta get to El Paso, and then if you forget your medicine or in your car, automatically you become a criminal. Yeah. Over a plan and and your medicine that you can legally consume in New Mexico. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's on. happened. It happens to people all the time. You know, like accidentally forgetting and trying to go through the gate, and you know, most of the time, you know, they they usually get away with it. But if you get caught. Oh God, it's bad because you know yeah, military man. installations have their own laws. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah, it's and, not and, like regular laws. And, and and that's something that needs to be you know uh, looked at yeah. because, like you say, it's happening. Yeah, and it happens all the time. The 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 fifty four highway became the Korean Veteran Memorial Highway. Yeah, I'm a Korean veteran. Um, I didn't go to the Korean War, but I served in Korea yeah. for two years, and yeah. and and you know, if you guys don't know, North and South Korea are actually technically still at war. A uh, little yes. tidbit of, of history for you guys. Yeah, they're, they're technically still at war. Uh, sorry, continue. <laughs> so you know, all these vets that get in the highway, and then all of a sudden, like, hey, I'm. I'm I'm in New Mexico in Salem Park or Las Cruces, mm-hmm. and everything is okay. But then over there, I cross the line, the state line. I'm a criminal. Yeah, exactly. You know, the moment that you do that, and I, I, I tell people that all the time, especially my vets. I'm like, don't be taking pens down there. That is a felony. Yeah. You know, like you know, like I know people love pens because they're easy. You can get your life ruined. Yeah. Over, you know, like. A lot of veterans with traumatic brain injuries forget a lot of things. Yeah. You know, or you just maybe cut up in the moment and boom. Well, yeah. With, with, without a bad intention or any intention to harm anybody, you can ruin your life over a decision that, come on, man, it's 100 years old. Yeah, yeah. You know, and El Paso was the first city to to uh, legalize cannabis Mm -hmm. and i believe you know that that needs to end there we need there's we need to fix that we need to fix history yeah we moved on you know and that's also the the, like i said with the cannabis stories the story of resiliency like a veteran from el paso texas that has to go through all these things uh just to be able to stay alive, see what I'm saying? To yeah. be able to be uh, functional, to be able to um, carry on with you know with with a family, have a lo- uh, lovely wife, a daughter and a son. You know mm-hmm. they're they're very active and and, and and you know we are very uh, functional. And we're part of the society, you know. And and there's a lot of stigmas with with veterans that oh these guys are crazy, they cannot uh, uh, you know behave well or they don't take yelling well, and you shouldn't be yelling at anybody, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, and and and, 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 and 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 you know that that I think there's a there's there's some stigma there, and. and and, and we need, you know, we're changing that. And as things progress and, and are moving forward, I thank God, you know, that cannabis became legal in New Mexico 
because I know there's other veterans out there that don't have the same possibilities, you know? Yeah, like, you know, the veterans in Texas, you know, I really feel for them. You know, they, they come over here all the time. I talk to them all the time. They're like, like you know, if I, if I this and this and this, you know, I should just move to here to New Mexico. It seems a little more veteran friendly because New Mexico actually offers a lot of great benefits for disabled veterans. You know, um, you don't pay, if you're 100% disabled, you don't pay property tax. You don't pay vehicle tax. So you get like the free tag. You get free hunting and fishing awesome. for life. Yeah, that includes a deer tag. Um, every year. And so, I mean, th there's a lot of good benefits, you know, for being a disabled veteran in New Mexico on top of, you know, legal cannabis, you know, like, and, you know, the VA acknowledges that, you know, there are states that have legal cannabis and New Mexico is one of them. So they don't mess with you on that. Either. Plus New Mexico has outstanding cannabis. Yeah. yeah our, I mean, our, our weed's getting better and better all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it is extremely uh, good. Yeah. Um, has a lot of healing properties. New Mexican, you know, cannabis is one of the best in the nation. Yeah. And and it's great to have it, you know, available uh, right next door. You know, yeah. a lot of people struggle, man, in, in, in other states. And, you know, they have to go through the same issues. And, you know, maybe there might be in a, in a state in the East Coast or West Coast that in, is next to another state that is illegal and... They have to cross those same state lines, you know? Yeah. I don't know if there's a lot of cities like El Paso, Sunland Park, and Las Cruces area, but uh, uh, I'm pretty sure it's gotta be, man. Yeah, because, I mean, there's even, you know, veterans that live in Mexico now, you know, like they live on that side and come back and forth. So, I mean, it's a, a try thing going on. It's a country in two different states that are kind of all intertwined together. So it is very something unique. Um, that you, know, you don't see everywhere around the nation. Because you have cities like, you know, uh, Kansas City, you know, that's like Missouri and Kansas, but, you know, they're in the middle of the country. So, you know, they don't really border another nation like we do over here, you know, where certain veterans are going to live there as well, you know, because I've had a couple of friends that went off to move to Mexico, you know, like, I got my 100%, I'm going to Mexico. <laughs> I'm going to the beach. Yeah, 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 I'm going to go be a bum on the beach in Mexico. I'm like, you have at it, buddy. <laughs> they have great condoms there, too. Yeah, yeah, I was like, you, you have at it, dude. Go have fun, whatever. <laughs> so. Yeah, but it's also, you know, um, Mexico has its way of life, you know, mm -hmm. and Oh, uh, well, you and I, we're Mexican-American, yeah. and, and, you know, we have that um, benefit of, you know, but there's other veterans that maybe they don't speak Spanish, man, or they don't have that option, or, you know, they don't know, they maybe they don't understand, you know, the, the culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, you'll get used to it really quick. Yeah, it's yeah. Great. Just like, more, like especially being a veteran, you, you tend to just get used to your area really, really fast. And, you know, like, I noticed that when I was in the military. You know, we would go somewhere new, and we would adapt quickly. You know, it's just like strangers were now your friends. You know, like these complete strangers yeah, that but were... Yeah, you, you can end up in, 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 in a state or, or a place that you don't know nothing about and, and get cut up. You know, there's yeah. been a lot of stories with veterans that get detained for not knowing, let's just say, you know, a pass or just crossing with, with a weapon, you know. Yeah. You didn't really, like, oh, my bad. No, because uh, the, there's, there's in the freeway, there's an exit that goes to Juarez, 
And if you're not from the area, you know, and, and it's right next to Fort Bliss, Texas. So if you're not from the area, you're not familiar, you can end up in Juarez. Not and, even know it, yeah. And, 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 and there's been cases that soldiers have been, you know, and ended up in jail because they had a firearm, but yeah. they were lost. Yeah. So is that, that is that easy, not knowing your laws, not knowing these and that? And when I was younger, you know, just kind of learning to, to drive, I actually got lost down there and got to the border. But this is before uh, Wattis got crazy. So I just told the guys, hey, I got lost. I just need to turn back around. They just let me turn around and go back. You know, yeah. these days that could be different, you know. Yeah, it can be, it can yeah. be different. I yeah, love, and it depends on the agent. I love Mexico. Uh, and it, it's a beautiful country. But also the cannabis laws, is they're still like, yeah, they're still figuring it out. You know, they, they, they're trying to legalize it. It's supposed to be legal now, but they're dragging their feet. And they're trying to figure it out because the, the country Supreme Court went down and said that, you know, cannabis being illegal in Mexico is against the um, Constitution of Mexico. And, you know, now they're still kind of fighting with the government on, you know, trying to get it legal, you know, trying to get something set up and going. So I don't know what's going on over there. Now. I was like, you know what? Uh, I think New Mexico is way more... <laughs> Yeah, how, how, oh, I mean, we're, we're called new for a reason. way <laughs> more uh, advanced with uh, cannabis laws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, just, and then, like I said, New Mexico has great cannabis. Yeah, yeah. You know? uh, we, we've been at it for a while now. You know, I think, you know, us opening the licenses up once we went adult use really helped with that. Because, you know, we only had like 34 producers in the whole state when we were medical. You know, and at one point we had like 180 patients, 80,000 patients um, you know, before we went adult use and then of course it started to dip, you know, as that went on and still does to this day. Um, but yeah, now the, the, the cannabis is getting better. It's tasting better and everything like that. And speaking of, do you guys plan on doing anything like farm wise, you know, for like the cannabis, you know, yourselves? Oof, that's a great question, man. Um, because we want to in the future collaborate, mm -hmm. uh, you know, put the cannabis brand because our brand is, uh, awareness by design. We want yeah. to create awareness by design. Uh, you know, just the patch itself. Yeah, yeah. We, we started with the patch, but yeah. uh, in the future, we want to do other things that create awareness. And maybe you know, if someone or, or a veteran is, is is having a bad thought, and then they can see that little, you know, piece of hope. Hey, you know, don't do it, man. Like, yeah. just go get. Uh, some cannabis flower and and then everything will be okay or you know uh, other cannabis medicine of your choice and it'll be okay so yeah. we want to create that that type of awareness you know or talk to someone else you know or reach yeah, to you know, another talk, buddy yeah know? yeah reach out to someone who's you know knows what you're going through because you know like veteran combat veterans we, we understand it because we and, go through it yeah, there's there's been some 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 companies that have, you know they they like the idea they want to support veterans because True. you know uh, they know that we you know struggle and still going through some issues with 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 the law you know and that's that I think that's a bad thing because we shouldn't be dealing with with bad laws, I mean, I encourage our lawmakers to think about, you know, the harm a bad law or a decision can 
have on veterans, you yeah. know, like just like what, what we talk, you cross a state line and you are a criminal and you can yeah. go to jail for, I don't know how many years of Depending on the state, yeah, you know, it but, depends on the state. But, you know, people like you that are always there and, you know, raising your boys and, you know, voicing your opinions with our lawmakers at city halls, you know, telling them, hey, uh, this is good, uh, this might not work, this can work, yeah. you know, uh, for veterans. We, 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 we want to help them this way or open the conversations yeah. like you're doing it right now. You know, thank you for inviting me to your show, man. I mean, thank you for coming. And, I mean, it's been a great conversation. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, those opportunities that are being created to to start those conversations are yeah. wonderful and are happening here in New Mexico. Yeah, you know, you know, starting here. Yeah, and that's great. And I'm glad that, you know, a, a group like you. So your group in general, what, what's your guys' uh, mission, I guess, and your end goal, really, what you guys are trying to do? Um, well, we, we, we want to create awareness and also we want to create a brand that, is there for combat veterans or just cannabis veterans in you know in all the extent of the word because there's people that are never had never been in the military but they've been consuming cannabis for a long time you know so so that 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 can be a veteran as well um, for the brand. We want to start small, man. You know, uh, we want to create a need for the awareness of veterans' involvement in the cannabis industry. Yeah. And then from there... Who knows what it happens, you know? I don't know if there's another veteran that's, you know, uh, on the other side that maybe has the same story. He's going to tell another veteran, hey, man, you know what? There's, there's, there's veterans out there that are doing this, and it grows to something bigger, you know? Yeah. Like I said, some of the dispensaries, they, they, they love supporting vet veterans, and it's like, hey, man, we want to take you on board, okay? Um, I wasn't ready for, you know, that conversation because I'm not on 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 that side of the industry. See what I'm saying? So, but I know that is something good because they say there's a lot of veterans that you know go to the, their dispensaries and you know one of the things that I told them, hey, if I, 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 I'll support with the cannabis brand if you guys support veterans, if you guys give them discounts, if you guys treat them correctly, you know, the, with the right, you know, uh, customer. Um, because some of us, you know, sometimes we speak loud, man. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. People know and, me. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah I'm, exactly. I'm really loud. So, <laughs> So, so if you're not familiar with veteran, you know, some, some of these buttons, they, they take it wrong, you know? Yeah. 
I mean, it happened to me in the past because when I... I pulled out my military ID before and they're like, oh my God, the feds. I'm like, that says disabled veteran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, I, it happened to me in the past that they think like I'm a, a like, law enforcement. I'm like, yeah. oh man. Like, yeah, I'm like, dude, it says it right there, disabled veteran. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, and, and you know, uh, there's a lot of good folks out there that are doing amazing things for veterans, man. Yeah. A lot of these uh, growers and dispensaries and activists and, you know, the, the topic is there. So we want to work with, 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 with the industry. Okay. And, and, you know, hopefully one day the cannabis brand, it, you know, it represents that awareness for for veterans that we don't want any more pills, we don't want any more stigmas, we don't want to go through all these troubles, you know, just to um, consume medical cannabis and heal ourselves. Yeah. However we choose to heal ourselves. Yeah. You know, and 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 that's what the brand it's all about. Nice. And so it's it's a brand for vets by vets, and then it's it's an ever evolving thing, just like the military. So exactly, yeah, yeah, something I, that we're used to. Yeah, we started with with the patch. Now, like, and, and I'm glad we're here and in person. That I wanna present you with with the name pack, you know, <laughs> cannabis, and, and also we have a name pack. For chat, <laughs> so you can wear it. Probably. All right, thank you. Then, Appreciate that. I think there's a couple of hats I can slap that on. Yeah, yeah, just like yeah, that. Yeah, we, we use that swag, man. We yeah. use that military swag that yeah. veterans understand. I, I haven't worn it like this in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Branch cannabis. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate this. This is a, a great treat. I literally haven't had one of these made since I was in the military. So. This is actually really cool to have my full name on here. <laughs> now you can have first name and last name. And last name, yeah. Gotta, I'm not going to forget I have a full first name now. Because <laughs> that, I was thinking about it, you know, I was like, should I just get the last name? I was like, no. Yeah. He's a civilian now. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, it, does, it reminds me I'm a civilian. So if you guys don't know, these are the what goes on our uniforms. Um... This one right here is usually what branch you are, and this is your name, and it's usually just your last name. And um, in the army at the time, we had one that yeah. went in the back of the hat too, and so he has you know a similar hat with that. And uh, yeah, I appreciate that. That this is really cool. And uh, they're Velcro, just like they they were when I was in. <laughs> yeah, just same gear, man. We, yeah, we were every day, you know, like yeah, just the basic bed stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I love that. We love, and, and that's what we want to start doing, creating small things that can change, you know, that can turn into uh, big changes. Yeah. Positive yeah. changes, you know. No, and this is this is a cool, small, big step, you know, like something like this, you know, really gives other veterans that, you know, um, sense of belonging, because that's something that we lack when we get out, you know, exactly. the sense of belonging, the sense of camaraderie. But, you know, this gives us the, the hope and the, and the know that... It's still there, and so it it, it uh, exists within uh, all veterans. So. And then we were pushing the subject, guys. And, you know, we're like I said, even though uh, I'm afraid of large crowds, someone said, "Hey, you need to tell your story. You need to be out there. You need, you need to be engaging with 
with the communities. And then I, 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 I met you, and then I, I met some other veterans on, that we, we have similar stories, you know, with cannabis, PTSD, mm-hmm. and, 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 and TVIs. And, 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 but we want to be productive. We, we want to still be uh, part of society, you know, because yeah. we have our, our issues, medical issues. But we also, like, we want to be involved in, in the community, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and also participating in events, but sometimes we don't know how to do it, man. Yeah. You know, it's difficult to start a conversation or... You know, and, and, and I see more veterans advocating for their rights and more veterans being engaged in the conversation of medical cannabis in yeah. the future. So, um, I just want to be, you know, be part of it and, and help with a little bit of what I can do, you know, because sometimes I get frustrated. You know, nowadays, everything's in the computer, man. Yeah. You know, I have a traumatic injury, so, like, for me, it's really hard to stay in front of a screen. Yeah. You know, just to, you know, send an email. It's a monumental task force. Yeah. See what I'm saying? And and, and 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 just you know, when when I, I when I see these and I and I, I see the hope that it brings me to support other veterans and to to create something that is a voice for the veterans in a positive way. To me, that right there, it's. Um, very rewarding you know like it's positive it's a yeah. positive thing that i can say i'm you know being part of society with with this small stuff but maybe it can help many more just kill the stigmas stop the 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 stereotypes of veterans you know uh Using cannabis as medicines, you yeah. Know? We're, not, we're not bad people, man. No, we're like everybody just, else. Yeah, yeah. No. We, we, we just want to 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 be involved and 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 create better um, lifestyles for for ourselves, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, uh, after we get out, we just want a normal life. You know, we, we were forced into this lifestyle, and some of us twenty plus years. You know, that's. I, I had hats off to you, gents. Um, you know, to my homies that are still in the military, you know, hats off to you guys. Yeah, um, you know, they're, they're going to be pushing 20. Um, and, and, you know, we get out, we just want a normal life. You know, they don't teach you that when you're in the military. They just teach you one way, and that's the military way, fight, 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 fight. When you get out, they don't teach you how to be civilian again. You know, they don't teach you that, hey, you probably shouldn't cuss that much, you know, because civilians don't really fucking like that. You know, so <laughs> they don't tell you that. And, yeah, I still uh, have a problem with that. Uh, all, all the time. time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, my mom hates it. 
you're not in the military no more and you're trying to like oh it's like but oh it's because I, I, sometimes i can't hear myself so yeah you know like gotta speak up and yeah people sometimes take it the wrong way and, yeah and that it's a learning process like yeah hey, man. yeah it is it's a whole learning process well well i appreciate the conversation man i wish we could talk more about vets but we have to move on to the next stuff and thank you so much for sharing this with me i want to have you on again sometime so that way we can get an update whenever you guys are doing something new something fresh maybe Ooh. maybe we can have this given away at a dispensary or something name tag that's cool as shit i yeah, love that sure, sure. yeah yeah that's, that's cool i fucking love that i'd love to see you know Veterans being supported, even something as simple as this. That's cool. You know, I hope in the in the future we can have these uh, things in, in in all you know the dispensaries. Mm -hmm. But the true story is that when I went to the bank to try to get a you know business bank account uh, to sell you know these items, they told me no because it's related to cannabis, and I'm like, this is a PVC patch. Yeah, this is. Clothing. Yeah. This is a name tag. Yeah. But you know, some of these people they still see it as the actual plan. Like yeah. you're gonna harm somebody. Yeah. Like, and everybody runs into the issue with the name cannabis in it. And I, I try to tell people, don't name your like business cannabis anything, weed anything, because the banks will just shun you away faster than yeah, anything. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. I'm dealing with that, you know, password, but we we'll we're gonna get it. We we're gonna get our bank account, and we're gonna move, you know, uh, things forward, so we can do everything the right way, man. You know, uh, yeah. because with 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 cannabis and everything involved with 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 the, just the can work, everything has to be done the right way. Definitely. And 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 and, and as a veteran, that's that's how I, I like. I'll prefer to do it because. You know, I serve my country. I love my country. I rather do things the right way. You know, and those barriers that we have to go through, they're just you know obstacles that we are trained to to overcome. Yeah. You know, like the bureaucratic system of the government. Oh, buddy, you will test my uh, hurry up and wait skills, and I will beat you every time. <laughs> 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 so, so, like I said, yeah, man, it, cannabis is a story of resiliency. Yeah, and, and it's a story of, of a lot of us veterans are are using uh, medical cannabis just yeah. to survive and and to heal. Yeah. Well, where can uh, the, the vets find you online? You know, Instagram website maybe. Um, Facebook. Uh, we're under cannabis. You uh, find the cannabis logo. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Instagram. We have Kana.vets. Okay. We have the logo there. Um, we are progressing into more technology, man. I, yeah, I grew yeah. up with Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, MySpace. Yeah, yeah. I remember MySpace. Yeah, that was, I was in high school for that one. MySpace. When I met my wife, I was in Iraq. Yeah. You know, and at that time, we just barely got the internet and the and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and uh, there was hi-fi. Yeah. So that's how we I met. And then, and then that's our crazy love story. You know, I came back from my rack, just being, you know, putting up with all of my, you know, veteran issues and stuff like that. So yeah. we, we've been to Mary for 15 years now. And 
it's a, it's a, it's a uh, lovely love story now that we're in Valentine's Day, you know. Love you, baby. Thank you for putting up with all my craziness and stuff. Thanks for letting him hang out on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah, man. Cool. Well, well, I appreciate it. Anytime. And, you know, yeah, and, you know, I can't wait to have you on again. And, you know, we'll continue the conversation, but um, we'll talk about the New Mexico Legends update. You know, I can talk about my veterans all day. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, thank you again, you know, Canavets, and thank you for the gift. This is this was amazing. Thank you, um, Chef. Heck yeah, thank you. So we're going to go on and talk about the New Mexico Legends update. You guys knew that was going to be coming. Um, so a few things happened within the last week. A few things didn't happen within the last week. So I'll start with SB6. So SB6 is the Cannabis Changes Bill. And there's another one that's the sister one, and we'll talk about that too, um, HB128. So oh, it's weird what happened. So the past week it went through the House committees, and it finally went to the House floor. And once it got to the House floor, I didn't even know it passed the House floor. This is how fast it happened. I missed it. It happened pretty much during lunch. You know, they heard the bill, I guess – added a couple amendments and then it was done and for some reason no one told me that there was amendments added to it um and so i thought it was done I was like, okay cool it should be headed to the governor's desk no since there was amendments added to it it headed to the senate back to the senate floor there's and always so, gotta be last there's always last minute things so it's like oh yeah fuck i forgot it has this freaking amendments it has to go back to the senate floor so they can confirm the stupid amendments i was like damn it um so this morning um at the time of recording it is wednesday this is going to come out on thursday so when you guys watch this, it'll be yesterday. So today, this morning, um, I was told that they were hearing the bill on the Senate floor, and I was so confused. One, I'm trying to get the show ready. Two, I'm trying to work out and also deal with all this other stuff. So I'm like all over the place. And it passes the, the Senate floor again. Unfortunately, they keep bringing up the damn drive throughs as an issue. And that's one thing that worries me because we fought really hard. You know, the past couple of weeks, I was in Santa Fe and everything. Yeah. You know, we were fighting the drive through thing. And they they obviously aren't very happy that you know we got that taken out because they are still talking about it and to be honest they're probably still going to talk about it next year when we go into a 60-day session so what this is telling us is that next year we're going to have to make sure that we're on it and make sure that we have our arguments ready because they're going to be coming with some weird arguments probably or maybe some really good studies i have no clue we got to come with our own um and we got to keep proving them wrong because right now they don't have any data to back this up Everything that they're saying is based off of fear and based off of what they did with alcohol. And, you know, they're basing cannabis and alcohol and they're comparing them to the same thing when they're not. They're two mm -hmm. total different things, totally on a different spectrum. Yeah, not, not, yeah. Not, yeah. Not if you're addicted to alcohol, you can die cold, you know, quitting cold turkey. You know, like you don't do that with cannabis. Um, you can get lucky and not die, but, you know. You drink water with cannabis. Yeah, exactly. I drink a lot of water. Yeah. Especially when you smoke, like, I need water. Yeah, you know, like, I need a water, man. Yeah, yeah, sweet. I mean, it's like you're dying. You're just, you just need water. Sometimes you get cotton mouth. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, stigma that still, you know, is at our legislature. And there's a lot of misinformation at our legislature, too, that we're going to have to debunk. Um, one of the big ones is, of course, they think that the inebriated driving and wrecks are going to go up because we have drive throughs When there's recent studies from COVID, when the states started doing emergency rules and allowing drive throughs for alcohol and stuff, well, they did studies and found out that it didn't increase anything. You know, like it stayed the same. And so that's uh, that's not even going to be a good argument to start with. Um, so that's one way that we can combat that. Um, and I'm kind of afraid that they're going to come next year 
with either a bill or an amendment on the floor and try to remove the drive-thrus. They keep touting that it took them 10 years to remove the alcohol ones, and so they're going to keep coming at us every year, every year, until they... Has, has the, the has traffic incidents increased, in, let's say, in the Sunland Park area? No. Like, and actually, the when, the casino or with all those drive-thrus, uh, have we seen... I, I mean, I haven't seen any vehicle accidents, any... There's high traffic. So. And actually, they had the Sunland Park mayor in one of the committees I happened to attend in Santa Fe. And I believe they asked him if they had any issues. And he was like, no, we haven't had any issues. Yeah, and I was like, everything's been fine. Yeah. I, I, think, I, I think I see the total opposite. Yeah. The traffic is flowing. Really. Yeah. And what I think is, is they, they, they expect it and they want it to be like alcohol. And want it to be as bad as alcohol. So that way they can be, ha-ha, I was right. It's going to be just like alcohol. We need to treat it just like this. But it, unfortunately, that's not what's happening. You know, the, the total opposite is happening. You know, like, it's a little safer. And to be honest, the drive through places, like here in town in Cruces, there's a 24-hour one. And the neighborhood people that live there actually thanked the people that work there because they're saying, it's actually safer now that you guys are opened here and you're here 24 hours. Like, less homeless people are hanging out. My house isn't getting messed with. You know, like, uh, due to you guys being here and taking over this abandoned building... My neighborhood is more safe. Thank you. Cannabis is killing stigmas every time. Yeah. You know, and and, and, and that's a fact. Yeah, 100%. It is. And, you know, the only way we're going to kill the stigma on it is just normalizing it, you know, putting ourselves out there. You know, um, Senator Souls even wants to see cannabis at the um, Roundhouse next year. Well, more or less at the Capitol. You know, like, there's always drinks and stuff, you know, afterwards. And he, he wants to see, like, a cannabis gift basket. Because sometimes the politicians will get gift baskets from local businesses. And he was like, I didn't see one cannabis product in there. He's like, where are you? Where are you guys at? And so even our lawmakers are asking for, you know, for some cannabis guys. So, you know, even they want it. So, you know, the stigma is, is only going to die if we do that. And he agrees. He told me, he said, the only way we're going to kill it is we make it normal. He's like, I want to see cannabis. He's I want to see more of it. And I was like, yeah, we'll get you guys even some bomb and maybe some additional CBD on top of it. You know, some mixtures. He's like, yeah, that sounds great. So, you know, it's, I just came from Las Vegas, man, you know, and uh, over there, it, it was normal yeah. to walk with uh, and smoke on the street with cannabis. Yeah. I was right next to a cop and he didn't mind at all, nothing. Yeah. And I was like, uh, wow, you know, it, it, it actually feels free. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah. And... That's how it should be, you know, and politicians, they, they, I, I think, and I want to believe that they want freedom for us. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I hope, and, you know, and the laws that we have in New Mexico, when it based around cannabis now, you know, I feel like is one of the better ones in the nation, you know, cause you know, we're not as strict, you know, shit, you can keep your whole harvest, you know, like, you know, from your home grows. There's I mean, a lot of good politicians that. also that are yeah. sticking up for cannabis. Yeah. You know, you know uh, shout out to Senator Hamlin. She stuck her neck out for us. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. I mean, she was on the floor and, you know, she uses cannabis herself. She actually grows cannabis. I mean, how many people can say I talk about growing weed with my senator? Like, you know, I don't know how many people Senator, can say that. Yeah, I've, I've talked about growing weed, weed, weed with her all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love talking weed with her. It's great. She's she's a great senator. She's I love her. Um, so you know, it was it was great to see her defend the industry because you know she she uses the drive-throughs too. She was like, you know, I'm not gonna 
go through the drive-thru and pop the gummy in my mouth as soon as I, you know, leave. She's like, I want to go home and get comfy, you know, right. you know, and then do it when I get there. And, you know, and I agree because, you know, like you don't want to like privacy. Man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it's not like alcohol and not at all. You know, like when people drink too much alcohol, they kind of get dumb. We, we smoke too much cannabis. You kind of get antisocial and want to go to sleep. You know, and like that's kind of like the opposite of what happens. Like, I'm tired of yeah, it's like you know, guys, I need to go home. I'm, I'm out of here. I'll see y'all later. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go get my jammies. And, and so yeah, that's it's a total different thing. So that's that's SB six. You know, that's pretty much everything that you know happened with it. It's this will now head to the governor's desk for signature. The major changes in this are going to be essentially some cleaning up some languages that was confusing or there was just redundancy um, in the bill. Um, the big Big, big change that came from this was CCD gets more power now. Now they can shut down places that aren't doing it right and following the law, you know, out-of-state cannabis, you know, because before they weren't even allowed to, you know, take plants if they're found like an illegal grow. Like say they have an establishment and they don't have a grow license and they have like a thousand plants, they couldn't take those plants. And so hopefully now this fixes that. Um, and also I believe it yeah, fixes... Yeah, because it fixes the market, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, we don't need that in our market. Yeah, yeah, we don't need that in our market. We don't need the out-of-state crap, you know, coming in and, you know, fucking our laws up and our weed up and our, you know, our whole industry, you know, because like, a lot of people just aren't doing it right. And those people don't need to be in the industry, you know, like they don't need to be here. And this allows them to do that and to take them out of the industry. So... That's pretty much the bulk of it. Um, the last part about it, I believe, I think in this one that they had the background checks. Because for some reason, in the language in the original bill, we weren't able to do federal background checks because of the language in the bill. It wasn't matching the federal. Okay. And so they, they worked with the federal you know, government this time and made sure that the law is uh, works. And they even sent them the language to make sure, can you guys do this? <laughs> And so has to be they gave them the thumbs up and said, yeah, that's good. So I, I think that one was in this bill. Uh, the reason why I say think, guys, because there's been so many bills. And then we have the sister bill, HB1, uh, 128. And that's what I'll talk about next. This one is the sister bill to SB6. The only difference was this one had the increase for plant counts. However, it was taken out because the CCD wants to work with the industry and figure out exactly what we want this year. So this is our chance to speak up to the CCD and tell them how many plants exactly we need instead of telling people like me who can't do anything. Um, the only thing I can do is give them that information. So it's essentially, you know, you're just skipping the middleman. Um, so HB128, that one, it's pretty much dead. It didn't really go anywhere. And I believe that's because SB6 was just on a faster pace than this one was. If this one was, if SB6 was doomed to die, then we would probably see HB128 probably get pushed a little bit more. And I think another thing was since the plant uh, plants got taken out of this one, it was kind of moot, but they kind of mirrored each other exactly after that point. So it didn't really make sense. I say they're sister bills because they did have some slight differences uh, in them. So that's what happened with that one. SB99, now this one breaks my heart. This one died in the finance committee and never had its day to be heard. Um, for whatever reason, the senator, the, the, the chair decided not to have it heard. Um, now, this one would have removed the incremental tax in New Mexico. If you guys don't know, in July, our taxes are about to increase um, by 1%. And it's going to increase 1% every year after that till, I get, till we get to, I believe, 26 or 28%. And I believe it's 26 um, and I, But the reason why right now it's at 20% because it is a 12% tax for cannabis itself out the door. But then you have to add the local government tax. Now, keep in mind, this is a bad thing because we have federal decriminalization or rescheduling coming, meaning we're going to get federally taxed on cannabis here soon. So that 20% ah, yeah, is yeah. probably going to go up to 24%. Now, 
25% next year, 26% already. Now you see where I'm going with this. This bill would have removed that and kept it at 12% or 20% until next year, the 60-day session, we can figure something out. Um, because we're going to have to and really figure some, that out. Something needs to be you know, done quickly. Yeah. Because, for example, veterans, monthly average... You know, I consume around nine hundred dollars worth of cannabis medicine. Yeah. You know, and and that's about to go up, man. Yeah, it is. That's gonna be. There's a reason why I grow. It, yeah. I don't grow. I, I'm not a grower. I I don't know. I don't. You know, in Texas, I it, yeah. Texas I don't want to mess different. with it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I I don't blame you in Texas. That I don't, don't have those yeah. choices. You don't have you that luxury, of course. Yeah. Which is and, unfortunate. And, and it's gonna get to a point where you know what? Oh man, like. I'm gonna be crying at the at the VA. Hey, yeah. I need you know I need for you guys to pay for my medicine. Yeah, because I'm not gonna have the money to 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 um, buy cannabis, you know, and just medicate with it. Yeah, because you know coming up soon, this twenty percent is gonna increase really quickly because oh, you know man. federal federal laws are changing, and uh, that means that we'll have to pay a federal tax, and that's the reason why I wanted this bill to pass so bad, and I was pushing for it. I was trying to get you guys to push for it too, but unfortunately, uh, we we failed at that mission. We got the, the drive throughs to stay, but we, we you know kind of sacrificed the tax thing. However, that we still have next year um, to fix that, but that doesn't change that this year it's going to go up that 1%. And whenever they decriminalize it, reschedule it, whatever they decide to do, um, it, the talks have been about a 4% tax uh, federally for a few years now. It, it could be less or more. Um, I'm just throwing that number out there because it's been a number that they, they liked for so long. So it, it, with that one year, it, it encourage everybody to call your lawmakers. Yep, call your call your legislators. You know, there's a reason why we serve, so you guys can do this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. call you them. Know? Do what you gotta do. Yeah, you know, like uh, use your rights. You know, use your voice. You're allowed to do that, and that's the way our government works. And actually, they want us there. You know, they were thanking us for being there. Like, thank you guys for showing up. We appreciate that. You know, even if they disagreed with us, they thanked us for being there. Like, we appreciate you guys being here. You know, your input means a lot. And, you know, in the end, sometimes you kind of feel like it doesn't mean dick because they didn't listen to you anyway. But, you know, at the end, they still oh, appreciate man, being look, there. It, it means a lot because... No, it does. Me being from El Paso, Texas, I came to City Hall here in, in Las Cruces. I felt welcome. Our City Hall's great. You know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. by the, 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 the city reps. Mm -hmm. The police officers, the media. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a good feeling. Yeah, yeah it's cool. It, it feels very transparent, you know, and what, exactly. what, they, what they're doing in the whole process. Now, of course, some people have, you know, issues with what's going on, the way things are ran, and, you know, that's, that's everyone's opinion. But, you know, for cannabis in, in particular, you know, they've been very amazing. Um, you know, the police officers will come in and explain, oh, hey, this is issues we have, and so far we haven't you had issues with cannabis. talk about it in yeah. the castle, they Ask didn't even open the doors. Yeah, yeah, and that's we crazy. We be shouting every year, you know, with our friend Cole. Yeah, yeah, supporting yeah. Supporting Amen, thanks. We're yeah. supporting all the time. Uh, but over here, the doors are open, man. And no, that no. helps a lot because it makes someone feel accepted. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. Oh, and you, you know, ah, well, we're 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 glad to have you know legal cannabis in New Mexico because it's just something that needed to happen because it's the right thing to do. 
you know, it was, it was dumb to put people in the jail for this, you know, in the state. But, you know, I digress. Let's talk about SB99 a little bit more. Um, this one did need to pass, but unfortunately it stalled out. We'll see what happens next year. But get ready for a tax increase this year, y'all. So it's going from the 20 total percent uh, that you pay now to 21% probably in July. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe something happens along the way. I have no clue. But as of right now, that's what it's looking like. Um, so moving on, that's all I have for the legislative update. Those are really the only three bills I really wanted to update y'all on SB six being, you know, the only one that passed out of all of them, um, which is great because there are some changes. However, unfortunately we, um, we missed out with SB 99. Maybe we'll try next year. Um, I know some of us are still learning the legislative process and how all this works. So, um, I'd, it'd be great to see, you know, a lot of you up in Santa Fe next year. I know the, the South is heavy up there this year. How you do know? you handle all that hard work, man? I don't. How know. do you handle that? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you, you, you know, like, like, cause, cause, all these things sometimes is frustrating when, when you know, it doesn't go the way that you know you guys are pushing for, and, and it's it, it, it's hard work to be going from one town to the next one to the next one, educating people and help them out and advocating for. For all these, how do you handle all that? I have a great backing, um, a great team with me, you know, like with the town halls, you know, um, Valerie Hubbard, um, Nicole Jordan, Tracy Martinez, and uh, Priya Maramontes. So, you know, all four of those ladies were just monumental of making all of that work and making all of this possible. So I surround my, myself with great teams and great people that, you know, allow me to do what I do. Um, I just wish that everybody would take a little bit more credit on what you do and not having me do it. <laughs> <laughs> I like thanking you, but I wish you guys would take a little bit credit more for yourselves. And, you know, you guys do a lot of good work. And, you know, the, the work that those ladies did this past year was just monumental. You know, we, we created waves and, you know, we, we, we created a, a, a system of create, collecting data for the whole industry. And that's going to be data that I think the the state can use um, that'll benefit us in the end and so you know i, I got to thank those those ladies so much because yeah without them i i wouldn't be able to do this at all so yeah yeah shout out to you ladies you know over at the industry session even the, the people at the plug you know they helped us out you know at the end too um they, they were great and they uh, did the last meeting for us and so you know yeah just great teams great people you know and now more people are wanting to advocate and get involved and so that's making it even more easier it's like cool cool you guys are motivated now so it's starting to move along um, but at the very beginning, dude, I don't know how I did it because I was by myself. <laughs> and, that, and now you're there. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Now it's just like, all right, cool. We got teams. Oh, thank God. Your, <laughs> That's all I'm thinking about. Podcast and all that. Yeah, know? yeah. You know, thank you. You know, to you know Adam's Radio Group and Gino. You know, the producer over here. You know, he's he's what makes this podcast possible. You know, I, I just come in and, and host and do the show. So yeah, you know, like the the great teams I surround myself with is what makes you know all of this possible. And you know, I, I got to thank all of you. You know, I like it, you know, because I'm there and, you know, I listen to all these positive things and, you know, it, it, it creates hope, man. Yeah. And, and I think that's what people like yeah. about it. And you're creating that momentum and that hope for a lot of us. Yeah. So I think yeah. you're going to get to hopefully very soon to the number one. Show, man. Hopefully, um, uh, actually, if you guys didn't know, and no, I, I posted real. on my socials, um, um, Ash Chad Grassy Logic was put on the top 35 cannabis podcast in the nation. So that was actually, I think, North America, actually, the world, because there's a few places from around the world that were on there. So that was actually pretty cool. 
Um, you know, it was, yeah, it was a pretty cool achievement to see that. So maybe, maybe I will see that. So we'll see. But my, my main goal is to educate you all and make sure that this New Mexico industry thrives. You know, of course, my veterans. You know how they're calling uh, in New Mexico, Sunland Park, the little Amsterdam? Oh, it's a little Dubai. <laughs> I mean, it's getting recognition, you know. No, no, it is nationally. So I, I look at, you know, X or Twitter all the time for information on cannabis. Butthole of the internet, but best information for some reason. And on there all the time, if I search New Mexico cannabis, Sunland Park, Sunland Park, Sunland Park, Sunland Park. You know, Texans going to Sunland Park. You know, little town in New Mexico making waves in the industry. You know, like uh, anytime that someone brings up cannabis that's in the industry from another state, they bring up Sunland Park. Like, so what's yeah. up with the Sunland Park place? I'm like, oh, little Dubai? I'm like, oh, yeah, that place is blowing up, man. You know, it's... it's Yeah, and, and you know what? I encourage our Texas lawmakers to... Take note and, and go know, visit. Go visit. Yeah, go visit someone. And, and look, look at the laws and, yeah. and, 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 and try to find the, you know, the, the, the middle ground, you yeah. know, to, to, because what happening and the, the economy is booming, you know, uh, dispensaries are coming to Sunland Park, like, Every day or every other week, you see a new. Oh, they they there. follow me on Instagram all the time. Like, oh, another one. <laughs> yeah, they have they have great prices. You yeah. know, every like competition's good. Right? Yeah, yeah, and you know, yeah, at the end of the day, it'll all level out. You know, unfortunately, you know, not everybody can make it. That's just life, and that's the way business works. You know, that's that's just economics. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, there's going to be winners and losers, and you know, at the end of the day, we'll have people with the best prices and best products. Hopefully, here at the end of the day. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what goes on from there. Because, yeah, Sunland Park is blowing up. So, but, but yeah, sorry, guys, back on track. You know, that was your legislative update with a little bit of extra at the end for you. Veterans, we can get sidetracked. Yeah, yeah, we can sidetrack real easy. Um, so, the last topic that we're going to talk about is actually Colorado's playing catch-up. And, you know, I will uh, actually explain to you guys what I mean. So, as you guys know, Colorado legalized cannabis back in 2012, and adult sales in Colorado started in 2014. So, we've been about 10 years in, a decade, and it looks like Colorado is starting to have their own stabilization issues. Now, of course, when you start stabilizing as a market, like I just said, people are going to lose. People are going to get out of the market, and when that happens, they want to blame something or everybody or, you know, something that's not even the issue or, hey, let's close licenses, which saves nobody. Um, and so, yeah, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of people that want to close licenses and I'm like, yeah. let's not do that because that doesn't do anything that, you know, just benefits the people that are here. And then what if you don't make it, then you can't get back in. If you have another opportunity, you kind of screw yourself. I think yourself. It, it all goes to innovation. Yeah. Know, customer service. Yes, exactly. Uh, um, doing, doing, um, great marketing. Yeah. Because. Different dispensaries have different strains. Like, for instance, my uh, favorite strain is Skywalker OG. So I go where they have a Skywalker OG. He can be, you know, in Santa Park, in Las Cruces, uh, Albuquerque. Santa Teresa. Take a four-hour drive. Yeah, you know, just enjoy yourself. But people have that choice, and it's good to give people choice yeah and that's going to create more innovation to the folks that are in the industry hey you know let's do this let's do that it's going to uh, create results yeah so i think it's a good it's a, it's a positive thing no it is and you know i, I 
unfortunately, Colorado's downfall is actually to our benefit. And, you know, it's actually to a huge benefit, and I'll explain it. So when all the states started to legalize cannabis, most of them went a conservative route, a very conservative route, due to the fact that they were afraid of federal intervention. And that's fair, 100% fair, because we all know how bad that was prior to 2000 and shit, even 2012. You know, it was still pretty bad. Um, so the fear was, was still very real. So there was a lot of things that other states did that New Mexico just hasn't done. And we just did the opposite of, and I, I kept telling people, we can't do that because we're totally different. We have a population density of 17. Like you gotta be shitting me. And so, yeah. So, you know, Colorado has a population density of like 70 or hundred something, you know, like they have, um, double our, more than double our population. You know, we have 2.2, 2.1 million. They have like 5.7 million, almost 6 million people in their state. So, I mean, the, the population there is way higher. They have more money than us. They've always had more money than us. I mean, that's where the gold rush essentially started. You know, I mean, the basketball team is called Nuggets. Before I the military, I, I lived in Colorado Springs. Okay, okay, yeah. Right there, Security County, Colorado. Yeah. It's cold, man. I didn't like I, it. I hate it. My dad's from Colorado, so I have a lot of family, you know, my cousins and aunts, and actually my brother lives up there. So, yeah, I, I grew up between here and Colorado. So, I, you know, I, I've experienced, you know, their market and everything. But what they're experiencing is interesting. So they tried to add an, like an equity kind of program thing, like, like the other states okay. have tried to do and miserably failed at. Um, because what ended up happening is they had these equities for, you know, people of color, you know, minorities. But they started getting taken advantage of by the bigger businesses. The bigger businesses were taking advantage of the fact that they didn't understand business. They didn't understand, you know, how this was going to work. And they just came in and just vultured their businesses. And so now these people that thought they were going to have... Know. Yeah, thought they're going to have a great opportunity, ended up not having shit. And so that was one thing that we tried to avoid in New Mexico, and that's actually why they made the licenses so cheap, is because that's pretty much our social equity program. Even though in the law we're supposed to have an actual social equity program, whatever, but it hasn't really, I haven't really seen it. It, it could be there. It, show it to me if it's wrong. If I'm wrong, please send it to me. Um, but <clears throat> personally, I haven't seen it. So. One thing that Colorado did that's not helping them too is they, and California is guilty of this too, they allowed local jurisdictions to ban cannabis sales. And what that did is it only allows a small percentage of cities to sell cannabis. I believe it's 30% of cities in California sell cannabis in the first place. And I don't know the percentage of Colorado, but I know where my dad's from, and I think it's Fremont County, um, where Canyon City is, cannabis recreational sales banned in the whole county. Um, they, they voted against it. So that's lost revenue because that's southern Colorado. That's near – he's 30 minutes from Pueblo. You know, Pueblo – yeah, that's 30 minutes from Pueblo. And they make sales in Pueblo because everybody from New Mexico at the time um, was going up there. And if it was busy, they could have just took the 30-minute drive to Canyon City and picked up some cannabis. But no, Fremont County decided, no, we're not going to do that. So they missed out. On all that money. All that money went to Pueblo. Like good economy that comes in with cannabis? Yeah. And, you know, like, why fight it? You know, it's going to be there. And at the end of the day, eventually, that's going to have to change. Now, there's certain things that I do feel that the local jurisdictions should be able to do. Because Colorado also added, I guess, what they were calling a hospitality program or something. It's consumption lounges. It's all it is. It's, it's what we call consumption lounges here in New Mexico. I don't know why they got confusing with that. Um they added that, but it hasn't really been going anywhere. No one's really implementing it, and they allowed the local jurisdictions to vote yes or no on it. That I do agree with because that, I feel like that is a time and place kind of um, decision. 
does your city want it, yes or no? Um, and your city votes on it. Like in, here in Las Cruces. Where do you see that going? Con consumption lounges. So consumption lounges are kind of stuck in this weird place. And I'm not talking about law or anything. Insurance. It costs a lot to insure a consumption lounge. Um, and the liability on top of that is even higher. So people are just kind of stuck with, well, I don't want the, all that liability. I don't, want to, I don't want to deal with it. It's like having a bar. You yeah. know, there's a lot of liability when you have a bar. Um, and I only say that because they keep fucking adding laws that make it like, you know, alcohol. Because there is a lot of liability because of the substance that it is and because of the stigma that it has and because of the misconceptions of what it does to you. Um, there's more studies coming out finding out, well, it doesn't really do that, what they think, blah, 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 to, you know. Well, how, how many more studies are we going to need, man? Fucking feels like unlimited, but yeah, we're going to need a lot and we're going to have to keep them coming, you know, keep fighting them. Like the one that I cited about the drive through thing that came out in 2022, you know, that came out two years ago. Um, and that was a two-year study from COVID, you know. So, I mean, there, there's it was a small study, but at the same time, they took two years of data and said that nothing really changed. Um, from the time before that to now. And it is one after another that, you know, these studies always go for and in pro of cannabis. Yeah. Yeah. It's always the opposite normally of what they would say. Like, oh, well, <clears throat> car crashes are going to go up. New Mexico car crashes didn't go up due to cannabis. You know, like we had an issue with alcohol since I can remember, you know, like since a kid. And to be honest, you can get alcohol anywhere you can go to lowe's grocery you can go to walmart you can go to walgreens you can go to the gas station you can go to the movie theater you can go to any sporting event above high school and get alcohol you know i can go to any adult gathering i can go to shit you know graduation parties anywhere that you go where adults are there's going to be alcohol and they're trying to make cannabis the issue and that doesn't really make any sense to me because they're automatically saying that cannabis is just as bad as alcohol and that's simply not the case. In certain instances, yes, kids shouldn't use any substance. Don't get me wrong. <coughs> For adults um, is what I'm talking about. Cannabis is the lesser of the evil. Um, so that is my, my hang up on it. And it seems like Colorado is still kind of in that kind of realm. Oh, no, no, no. By, by all means, you know. Uh, when we when, all you, need when water. you said all those things, I'm like, it choked you. You gotta be shitting me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So. And, and Colorado's running into more issues. So they're, they're running into a stabilization market thing. So those few things that they tried to add to fix the program or their, their industry hasn't really worked. Denver's oversaturated. Um, they, they're the only like, city that's really done the whole hospitality thing, and no one's really done it yet. I think they also added a delivery thing, which actually the delivery thing is really cool because the way that they're going to do it is it's going to go directly from the farm to you instead of going from the farm to a retail to you. So they're cutting out the middleman. And allowing deliveries to work with farms and say, yeah, we'll deliver for you, you know, bulk. And it's going to be cheaper cost for the person at the door, which is cool. I actually like that. Now, is that going to fix all the issues? No. Maybe a small, tiny percentage um, is what I see that fixing. They have a lot more issues to, to tackle. Um, I, I think they even got rid of their medical cannabis program um, a while back. You know, so like, I don't even think there's a medical cannabis program there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, if, if there is, they kind of forget about it. Uh, so yeah, Colorado's an interesting place. The way, the way they went about it, they're one of the first States and they're still trying to figure it out. But what they haven't figured out is that they lost a lot of customers and some of them do know, but for the whole coming from this, looking at this, they haven't figured it out that Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arizona, and even Utah have cannabis and Utah has medical cannabis. So all of those States right away, boom, they're out of the picture. 
So they're not going to Colorado anymore. Texas is coming to New Mexico. Arizona is staying the fuck home. Um, Utah is coming to Colorado, New Mexico, and Arizona. So it's split between the three states depending on where I, you live. I, I've seen a lot of reps from you know Colorado coming and uh, trying to position their products in yeah. New Mexico. You know, because they're the smart ones seeing what's happening in Colorado. And they're seeing these issues and they're not doing it. Because it's touted national-wide, you know, industry-wise, um, that New Mexico is <clears throat> one of the easiest states to get into, you know, uh, business-wise. You know, like anybody can come here and, and get in. And it's that's so the way cheap, that we open man. It. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's for it's for the people. Yeah, yeah. It's for yeah. it was for the locals, for the people. That's why we added micros too. You know, because yeah. you know, craft cannabis is really where it's at and really where things are headed. This whole twenty thousand, fifteen thousand, you know, plant count kind of thing really doesn't work when it comes to cannabis it's all about the small batch craft cannabis because that's really where you get the good quality and even some of our lawmakers the republican side were even touting that you know they're like we have some of the best microbrews in america and to be honest looks like we're going to have some of the best micro cannabis producers in america too oh yeah and we're, we're actually headed that route so shout out to you guys just killing it with 200 plants you know so you know you guys need a little bit more don't get me wrong maybe we can get that next year but colorado doesn't have any of that you know, they don't have the micro licenses. They don't have, you know, a, a really friendly home grow kind of thing. They still have weird limits on how much you can possess. You know, there's still, you know, cities that don't allow it. And so there's still a weird stigma. I go visit my family and there's still a weird stigma about cannabis. Um, so it, it's just interesting. Um, but at the same time, Colorado is trying to play catch up legislatively. You know, they're trying to catch up to not just New Mexico. They're trying to catch up to everybody around them. And I don't know if what they're doing is actually going to work. And they that's... saw the economics, and you know, lawmakers are making it work. Yeah, Colorado. Um, they started really good, and they're doing good. But like you say, if you don't catch up, the industry is going to outgrow you because. Yeah. Cannabis is evolving every day, every day, every day, every yeah. day. Every single day is evolving. You know, there's yeah. new laws. Uh, more politicians are getting involved. Yeah. The conversations are, are opening to, hey, even veterans. Yeah. Uh, so who knows what's going to happen. But one thing I'm sure, hopefully, that New Mexico keeps doing great things with you know with its uh, cannabis laws because it's saving a lot of lives it's helping a lot of people and 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 that's all it, you know that's all it matters when we when it comes to laws you know the benefit and also to to make sure everybody's doing the right thing yeah i think as citizens that what, what we want and as cannabis consumers we we want those things and we are thankful, you know, as, as as Texans for New Mexico having these great laws. They're not yeah. perfect. No, no They don't perfect. keep evolving, but at least they are benefiting people, you know. Yeah, I have less worries, you know, than than anything else. Yeah, definitely. So but anyway, thank you so much for joining me today. That's all I have for you guys. You know, the, I hope this, you know, conversations can continue. Um, and I'm sure we'll hear more about, you know, Colorado and everything because, you know, it, it's it's a good outlook to what we could look forward to if we do the same thing, which we're not, thank God. So, but anyway, guys, uh, thank you so much. No, again. Thanks, yeah, appreciate Chad. it. Yeah, appreciate for, your battle. Yeah. Um, and thank you for helping this. out. I got your six. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and guys, please support veterans, support cannabis. 
and help each other to have a, a, a good life and a happy one. Heck yeah. I agree. So make sure you guys uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, share, all that good stuff. Because if you want to hear more Ask Chad Grassy, Grassy Logic, we got to get it more out there. This all guy's right, going to be the number one. <laughs> all right, guys. I'll see you next week. Shoots.